Shalom mishpocha. Shalom family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity, getting ready. And boy, when I say getting ready, I mean getting ready because I believe the Messiah is coming sooner than even I think let alone what you think. I really believe that we are in the period of time that the rabbis in Israel are describing now as in the footsteps of the Messiah. In the traditional Jewish community, they know something's up. In the Christian community, they know something's up. Jesus is getting ready to return. And that's why I'm interviewing John McTurnan, he's been a guest many times, and he has just done a three-DVD series with notes called Healing the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham, and I believe it is as timely a message as you'll ever hear. Now, John, uh, for those that aren't familiar with you, uh, you suffered with a broken heart many years. It crippled you in many areas of your life, but you were totally unaware of it. Am I right? Well, you're right, Sid. And when I look back, I actually had a broken heart all my life, and I was uh, ministering for the Lord, and I had been on your show. And I I always, the way I explain it, Sid, you know, you had interviewed me uh, several times. The way it felt like my life was going uh, like I was going down the interstate at 65 miles an hour with the emergency brake on. There was something wrong, and I couldn't put my finger on it until the Lord showed me it was a broken heart and I needed to be healed of it. Now, just out of curiosity, how did he show that to you? What were the circumstances? Well, Sid, I was uh, praying and crying out to the Lord, what is wrong? And it wasn't like I was in sin or anything like it. It was that there was something wrong inside, and I didn't know what it was. Would a good way to describe it be there was a blockage, and you couldn't put your finger on it to everything God had for you, or you would not have put it that way? You know, it said it was more like resistance inside. That's hmm. the best way to explain it. That's why I use that of the emergency break on. And I was listening to the radio one day, and there was a woman on there who had done an extensive study on children from divorced families. And my mother and father were divorced almost right after I was born. So, uh, and, and by the way, the ones that are listening, they're saying, that's not for me? No, you probably had it worse and when your parents stayed together, they went through such turmoil, you hit the same turmoil hit you. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, and she was talking about uh, what she found is children from divorced families grow up with broken hearts. Hmm. And I was thinking, broken heart, immediately, immediately, the Holy Spirit took me to Luke uh, 4.18, where in, in the Scriptures... It said that the Lord came to heal the brokenhearted. And I said, Lord, 
could that be it? Could I had a could I have a broken heart? And I didn't know I had one. You know what it reminds me of? There are many people walking around that have blockage in their arteries to their heart, and they don't know it. And some of them die prematurely because of it. They have it. It's a walking time bomb, but they don't even know it. But this is on the spiritual level, not the physical. Absolutely. You, you, that's, that's the first time I heard that, but you hit the nail right on the head with that description. I had this blockage in my spiritual heart and didn't know it. So I prayed to the Lord. I, I, I prayed Luke 4.18, and I'll read this verse. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, this is the ministry of Jesus Christ. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So I, and my prayer was, Lord, if I have a broken heart, please reveal it and heal it. But what happened, Sid, was all of a sudden, I don't know how soon after I prayed, but very now, now, just out of curiosity, was the prayer like what you just said, or were you really pushing? Did you just say a pragmatic prayer, heal me, or did you say, were you really crying out for this? I, I, I just want to understand. Well, Sid, it was kind of a cry out because I was so desperate to find out what was wrong inside me. So, yes, it was kind of like, Lord... You know, if this is the cause, if if I have a broken heart, you know, please reveal it and heal it to me. It was it was a cry. Yeah, I would say it was a cry to the Lord. I have to believe that yes, you had a clue because of of the statistic of uh, children from divorced families. But I happen to believe in this day that we're living in that. Everyone listening to me has a degree of a broken heart, or Jesus wouldn't have said that was one of the purposes of his coming. You're absolutely correct. I agree with you 100%. This is a fallen world, and we come in, in contact with people that hate us, have lack of love, have anger, have bitterness. You know, unless, Sid, you grow up in a wonderful Christian family where God's love is just flowing through that family, and there's there's forgiveness in in all. Well, not too many of my Jewish friends do that. But go ahead. <laughs> but um, uh, so I cried out to the Lord, and all of a sudden, this tremendous feeling of loneliness overcame me. Hmm. Now, this wasn't loneliness like you know I've gone on a little trip for a couple of days, and I've 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 missed my wife and family. This was a loneliness that felt like I was dying, seriously. Mm. And it, it, it felt like I was falling into this dark pit. I, I would lay my head on the pillow at night with this feeling of loneliness, and tears would just uh, flow out of my eyes. It was just complete, felt like complete separation and this terrible loneliness. And I, it, it, it took me a couple weeks. I was praying to the Lord. I was giving this to Him. I was saying, heal me from this. And then one day, again, I was laying in bed, and it left. It left, it left me like it weighed 300 pounds on my shoulder, and all of a sudden someone lifted it, and it went. And that is when uh, there was a couple other things that were needed, but that was the start of the healing of my broken heart. I had this great loneliness in me, 
as a little baby or youngster from the separation from my father. And I was, I had a spirit of loneliness had entered into me from um, not being with my mother and stepfather when I wanted to be with my father. Were the changes that occurred in your life gradual or instantaneous, as instantaneous as when this left you, this broken heart? Uh, it was instantaneous when that left me, but then there were other things that the Lord revealed that uh, had to be dealt with. But this here was instantaneous. Something dramatic happened to me at that time. I knew it. I knew it, Sid. What were some of the other areas that that, uh, you were set free from once your heart received this major healing from the trauma? Well, also, uh, along with that was rejection. And, Mm. And my heart had to be healed from this rejection, and it was like a, a fear of rejection. I guess that would be the best way to explain it. And uh, the way the Lord, when I saw that I had this rejection in me, and it was like a defensive shield, uh, Sid, that I would put up from the fear of being rejected. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to, this is one of the things that I ministered to people with, is Romans uh, 8.15. And this is the verse that set me free. Because it says in that verse that God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And when I realized that God was my source of acceptance, not people, uh, and that I, the Bible says that I could call God Abba, which is in English, Daddy, um, and I rested in Him, that's what completely healed me of uh, the fear of rejection and the spirit of rejection. Okay. What difference has it made in your life as a result of having your heart healed? Well, what it's done is, number one, it's given me a great inner peace that I lacked before with that feeling of resistance, which I was telling you about. And also, um, I didn't realize the weakness that was in me. And when my heart was healed, this inner strength came that completely revolutionized my walk with the Lord. Well, I know this. You don't know this, Mishpocha. But John, when he just shares, people are having these releases, and it's almost like, uh, John, uh, you have a new release of gifting, which was blocked because of the broken heart. Yes, yes. And once the Lord healed me of that broken heart, a whole new, like, ministry opened up, Sid, a, a whole new walk with the Lord. Say, I believe a lot of the gifts of the Spirit that God has given to people are, there's, j- j- just like uh, someone could have a good heart but have blockage in their arteries, the blockage has stopped it be- from being released. Well, I'm so excited to say that John put together three DVDs plus his notes, and the three DVD series is called Healing the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham. It is vital end-time teaching, but he prays for you to have your heart blockage removed on this special three DVD series with notes available for a gift of $40. I'm going to tell you something. 
This is an end time tool because there is such an explosion in the spirit about ready to happen. And you cannot walk around with a natural physical blockage in your heart or a supernatural spiritual blockage in your heart. God wants to release the gifts like a flood in your life. We're making the three DVD series plus the study notes available for a gift of $40. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. John McTurnan had a broken heart. And then in studying the scriptures, he found out this was one of the major calls of Jesus, to heal the brokenhearted. And there are people listening to me right now. You've been wounded. Uh, you've, probably, uh, you've been from a broken family. You've been from a, a, a father or mother that died at, at an early age. You've been in a house where there's been trauma because they've stayed together, but the trauma may have been worse than if they had separated. And most believers today have a broken heart. But Jesus knew it, and that's why he said that that's our ministry. Well, John McTurnan had a broken heart. He had a blockage. But now that this blockage has been removed, when he speaks, people with broken hearts, they get it supernaturally heal. But the thing that is so amazing to me, John, is they're not only getting the healing in the spirit realm, and it releases a flood of the supernatural gifts of God, they're getting healings in the physical realm. Tell me a few. Well, you're absolutely right, Sid. And I believe that a lot of the problems that people are facing, health health issues that they're facing, is connected to a broken heart, and the problems of the broken heart are, are, are manifesting in their body. So, oh, yeah, so there's been wonderful testimonies. The, the one that comes to mind is a woman I prayed for that had uh, serious rejection in her life. She had been rejected from a very young age, um, all, basically all our life rejection, two husbands, uh, and what really stood out with the husbands like they divorced her on Friday and remarried on Monday, which crushed her heart. She had this crushed heart and um, with rejection, basically. And then she was suffering for years, I think five years or six years, with ulcerated colitis. Um, she was anemic from the ulcers and the bleeding, uh, lost all sorts of weight. The doctors were saying that this is she was in the final stage of it, and said she was only in her early 40s. So a friend of hers knew me, and we prayed. And the first time we prayed, um, there was a great breakthrough, but not complete. And we prayed again, and I shared with her Romans 8.15, which I had mentioned on a pre- the previous show. And I told her about... Uh, share that again. Yeah, Romans 8.15 says... For uh, you have not received, now notice this, the spirit of bondage again to fear. See, the spirit of bondage, there is a spirit, there can be a spirit of bondage in us to fear, but the remedy for that is but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cried, Abba, Father. So I shared with her, God accepts you. God does not reject you. And we had to pray and pray, because this spirit of rejection, was so strong in her. And then finally she broke through and she began 
to, to cry out, yes, God is my daddy. He accepts me. And, and then we prayed for uh, healing in her intestines because this was critical, the condition she was in. And she said that she felt um, like fire, this, this, this fire in her intestines, and God instantly healed her. But, but you, know, you know what comes to me as you're sharing this, John, is what is the opposite of faith? Fear. And I believe that there are many people that have fear trapped inside of them that when they get rid of that spirit of fear, they then can walk in the promises of God. Absolutely. And Sid, I want to make this clear that this woman I prayed for loved the Lord. I I, I checked her salvation before we prayed, and she loved the Lord. She had been walking with the Lord, but yet uh, her heart had been broken and the spirit of fear of rejection had gripped her, and the remedy was asking the Lord to heal her broken heart, which, which he did, and then having her rest in God as her Abba, as Daddy. And then the, the flow, God's flow, began to flow, go through her life, and it came with this miraculous healing. Now, I want to add to this that she was under a doctor's care, and she told the doctor what happened. And he said, well... Let's see what happens. Uh, come back. I remember vividly the end of September, and that was a couple weeks. So she went back in a couple weeks, and he examined her. There was absolutely no symptoms of this ulcerated colitis, and he actually said to her, "There's no explanation from th- for this, and you've rewritten. You're re- you're rewriting the medical books." Oh, I, I'll tell you what, what excites. Oh, hey, that came out so fast, I almost missed it. The doctor said you're rewriting the medical book? Yes, that's what <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I was uh, the thing I was excited about, yeah, I talked to you a few weeks back, and you said you were on your way to a mental institution to pray for someone's heart to be healed. <laughs> what happened? Well, Sid, again, this was um, what a manifestation. I like this because... I see it as uh, living proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ when things like this happen. Yeah, a woman was uh, a very good friend of mine's sister had been institutionalized several times for severe depression, severe. And uh, he asked me if I would come because he had given up hope, whole family had given up hope on her, and they, they were thinking about she was going to be permanently institutionalized. She could not function on her own. So we went in there, and he, and he also told me that the doctors said that it was the worst case of depression that he has ever seen. That's what the doctor said. So when I went in to minister to her, if it would be possible in the natural realm to see into the spiritual realm, that's what I did, Sid, because you could see depression on her. I can't describe it. It was... I, 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 it's trying to describe something naturally that was spiritual, but I walked in and she was so depressed that it was like manifesting from her physically. And uh, we talked about, and now she she claimed to be a believer. And we talked about this, and I, she gave a testimony of Jesus Christ as her Savior and, and could not be free of this depression. She said it just will not leave her. So I shared with her Luke 4.18, and we went to the brokenhearted, and we talked about uh, the broken heart. And what, it re- what happened, Sid, was when she was young, when she was very young, she had a baby out of wedlock 
that died, and it broke her heart, and it caused all sorts of family problems, and she had been living with that since she was 16 years old. And that was the source of all of this. And there was things compounding it, but the, the foundation of her condition was this broken heart with the loss of the baby and what, how the family reacted to her being pregnant out of wedlock. Well, we prayed for forgiveness, for family forgiveness, and she somehow thought that the loss of the baby was her fault. And we asked that she, she, she would forgive herself for that and that she needed forgiveness towards God. And when those three forgivenesses came and we prayed that the Lord would heal a broken heart, Sid, her family is just, they just, it, it's, it's unbelievable to them. They said, this is a different sister, that this is not the sister that I've known all my life. That's what they told me, that she is completely different. It, she's a completely different woman. The last time I went to see her, you could actually see her now glowing with the Holy Spirit. The first time I went there, if you could see depression, I saw it. I mean, the first time. The last time I went there, she would, the, her countenance, her face, her eyes, there was this glow on her from the power of the Holy Spirit radiating through her now, rather than being in bondage to the spirit, um, the spirit of bondage. Now, John, the thing that excites me so much, as you're sharing the teaching on this, and the light bulbs go off in people's uh, spirits and in their mind, uh, as you share this, uh, when you speak in front of groups, rattle off a few things that people have been healed of or have, have said to you uh, because they've heard your teaching. Well, yeah, well, Sid, there's so many uh, of them now. There was a, one of them that was really outstanding was a woman that was um, kind of crippled. And when she was 10 years old, she was um, sexually molested, uh, which she just shared. It was a hard thing for her to share it with me, but she did. Her heart was all tore apart, I mean, inside. And I started to pray for her. First of all, she forgave the person that did it. That is so important, forgiveness. And we actually had to ask God's grace in her life for the forgiveness. But when I begin to pray for the healing of her heart, and then we prayed for the um, deliverance from fear, because she was in fear. I remember saying to her, the Lord stopped me, I told her, and it's not fear. I said, it's in terror. I said, you, you are in terror. And she goes, yes, yes, I am, yes. And we prayed for the release of the terror, and she jumped up out of her chair, and she started to dance in front of me. And she said, it left, it left me, it's gone. That terrible weight on me is gone. And Sid, here is a woman that came and crippled, and she was dancing in front of me in, in the freedom of the Lord. John. Her heart was healed. If you, had, if you did not have your heart healed, did you see miracles like this when you spoke before your heart was healed? No. No, Sid. No. John, explain what is a broken heart, and how does Jesus heal it? Well, Sid, if you don't mind, I'd like to just explain the ministry of the Lord first, and then we'll go right into that. Go for it. Yeah, Luke 4.18, and the Lord's quoting actually from Isaiah 61, which we're going to go to shortly. But Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. 
to the poor. So in, in our modern, oh, if you want to use the word Christianity, we kind of stop with that as being the ministry of the Lord. Uh, in many circles, a salvation message is preached, and that's wonderful. That is the foundation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. But if you notice in Luke 4.18, there's a semicolon which connects the next thought with the previous one. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So not only did he come to give us freedom, uh, forgiveness of sin and eternal life, but that on earth we don't have to live with a broken heart. And I may add, uh, Sid, right now to this, that the, the broken heart is spiritual. There is no way on earth that a person's broken heart can be healed except by Jesus Christ. There isn't enough Valium, Prozac, uh, five steps to this, seven steps to that, psychology. None of that can go into the spiritual realm and heal the brokenhearted. It can only be done by him. And then once the heart is healed, he came to preach deliverance to the captive. So those that are bond, bound in sin, well, once the heart is healed, that can be dealt with. Recovering the sight of the blind, God opens up our eyes with great understanding, and then to set at liberty them that are bruised. And actually, uh, what, what's coming to me as you're speaking is that is the natural spiritual order to become whole so that God can use you completely. And the thing is, for some reason, the modern church is going around the brokenhearted, and they're trying to go after the pe- deliver people that are captive to sin, and the problem is the heart's broken, and they're not getting free. Okay, John, tell me those steps as outlined in Scripture. What's the first, second, third? First, it's the gospel of salvation, forgiveness of sin, and being rest- restored to God the Father. Then... He came to heal the brokenhearted. That, that, but that goes with being saved from sin, Sid. That's what we've lost today. Well, I, this has radically changed my preaching of the gospel. I would preach a message of salvation, and I would end it right there. Now, at the same time, with salvation, I show, look, he came to heal your broken heart also. I connect them when I preach. But then, after your broken heart is healed... It's then the deliverance, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the deliverance is easy. Exactly. That's, that's, see, what we do, Sid, and when I pray with people, is we go after the broken heart first. Then when the broken heart's healed, if they're bound in, we'll say, uh, a rejection, or they're bound in fear, uh, they're bound in terror, once the heart is healed, then we go into that area to heal it, and the, because a lot of that is because of a broken heart. But once the heart's healed, that stuff has no root. The tentacles now can be cut and the person can be free. You know, this makes so much sense because I know people that go for deliverance to one person and it seems like they're free. And then they go back to another person because this thing came back and then they get free. And they spend their whole life on a roller coaster because they never had their broken heart healed. I have prayed for untold numbers of people now. Uh, well, the ones that I, I, I deal with one-on-one, not, not a general prayer over an audience. And I have asked people, uh, you've been prayed for for many times, yes, and you've gone to psychologists, yes. Has anyone ever prayed for your heart to be healed? 
Not one, Sid, I can say this before the Lord, not one ever told me that they had been prayed over to have their broken heart healed, and that was the problem. You know, I think this is such a breakthrough, but guess what? If the Messiah is returning as soon as we think, if end-time events are speeding up as soon as the newspapers are showing it's happening right now, uh, then of course God wants his church healed. He wants a bride without spot and wrinkle. Okay, what medicine does Jesus prescribe for healing the broken heart? Well, that broken heart, Sid, is, uh, when you look at scriptures, both in the Hebrew and the Greek, it means shattered and splintered. It's not a little tear. It is, and it's a violent act. Now, a violent act may not have caused the broken heart, but inside, when a person's heart is broken, it's like shredded. It would be like a broken leg, uh, Sid, that was splintered. Not a clean break, but a splintered break. That's what happens to the heart. And in, in Isaiah... So, so I can just picture uh, a spiritual heart inside of someone, and there are cracks all over that heart from living a life in this uh, fallen world. Yes, and it, it's not only cracked, but it's splintered, like a fractured huh. leg. You know, you, That's even worse, sure. <laughs> you, you could have bones going in every angle and little pieces. That, in the natural, that sounds horrific. But in the spiritual, it's just as horrific. Exactly. And that's why I use that example of a, a fractured leg. Uh, it's not a clean break. It's, it's ugly. And it's, it's sometimes the fracture could actually come out through the skin. That's the way the human heart looks like when it's broken. Now, for years, Sid, I would read Isaiah 61 when I read it, and it says, it basically it says what Luke 4.18 said, but it says uh, regarding the brokenhearted, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Now, I never studied that. I never looked at it until the Lord called me into this ministry. But bind, what does bind have to do with a broken heart? Then when I saw what a broken heart was in scriptures, what happens is the way Jesus, the great physician, the Holy, he uses the Holy Spirit to take all those shattered pieces and put it back together, just like a physical doctor would take a fractured leg and put it back together and maybe even sew, sew screws in it to hold it together, and then they put a cast on it to bind it so it can heal. Well, that's exactly what Dr. Jesus, the great physician, does with a broken heart. It says he came to bind up, and that word bind is cords. So what happens is with our spiritual heart, the, the, the Holy Spirit puts these cords around and seals it in his love and never to be broken again. That's, that's how it's healed, Sid. That's why a broken heart can never be, it can only be healed by Jesus Christ spiritually. And then explain to me the connection between a broken heart and bondages of all kinds. Well, it seems like with that broken heart, that in that broken heart sits fear, sits anger, sits rejection, um, malice, unforgiveness, and things that people are trying to get out of their following the Lord, and they're trying to get out of their life, and they're hooked into this heart. And what happens is the heart continually gets broken. I, I've noticed that, that uh, in people's lives with broken hearts, things come in their lives 
to re-break it maybe five years later, and then three years after that, something else to re-break it. And it keeps this uh, anger alive in them and this fears alive. So once that heart is healed, once the great physician binds up that heart, heals it, and seals it in love, this anger and whatever else, rejection, fears, it's got no place to go, Sid. You know what I happen to believe? There, there's uh, it talks in the last days. There's going to be uh, just uh, uh, problems in families. Uh, the, the 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 children reject the parents. The parents reject the children. I believe all that comes from a broken heart. Well, well and you're right because what's happening is uh, this tremendous uh, divorce rate. And I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just saying what happens as a result of it. The kids grow up with broken hearts, and then they marry. And they're marrying with broken hearts, and the spouses are looking for each the others to kind of fill that broken heart, which no one can do but the Lord, and then that kind of leads to divorce. So it perpetuates itself. The broken heart leads to more broken hearts to more broken hearts. And, and you know, the Scripture that, that, that censors it, if you will, from Malachi, in the last days, God will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. That's what you're talking about. That's your ministry. It's an end-time ministry. And I can't wait to get his three teaching DVDs plus the special notes into your hands. The title of the three DVD series is Healing the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham. We're making the three DVDs and the special notes available for a gift of $40. I want you to call or write today. But, John... Uh, I believe on tomorrow's broadcast, uh, even though they're not going to have the full teaching, I want you to pray for people that have broken hearts. Would you do that? I sure would. Okay. Well, if that's you, be sure to listen tomorrow. But God not only wants your heart healed, he wants you to know scripturally, step by step, how to pray for others that have a broken heart. Because once that happens, it's like... Everything is going to flow. You've been praying to God, God, I know your word is true. Why isn't it working in my life? That's why you're listening. Come on back tomorrow for a gift of $40. Let me send you this three DVD series entitled Healing of the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham. Call our order only line 1 800 447 2697. 1-800-447-2697. John, uh, you were telling me about this amazing Vietnam veteran that just could not get free. Tell me what happened to him. Sid, he was a very good friend of a pastor friend of mine, and I didn't know him well. I only met him once. His name was Paul. And we, I attended a prayer meeting, and Paul was there, and Pastor Jeff was there, and Paul was sitting next to me. And I could, t- I could hear him praying, and I knew something was wrong. So after the prayer meeting, I, I went to him, and I, I said, excuse me. I said, I overheard you praying, and it was, there's something wrong, and I'd like to pray for you. So Pastor Jeff came over, and he said to me, we've been praying for him for 25 years for deliverance. We don't know what it is. We're going to... We've kind of given up, and we've got to wait into eternity, and Jesus will show us. And I said, well, let's pray. And I started to pray, and I couldn't. I stopped, and I said, Paul, the Lord stopped me. There's something here. And all of a sudden, 
in my spirit, I heard broken heart, broken heart, broken heart. I said, Paul, the Lord's telling me you have a broken heart. And instantly, this man was 65 years old. Instantly, he said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I said, when did it happen? Now, he's a 65-year-old man. He is a Vietnam veteran, decorated Vietnam veteran. And he said, when I was 11 years old, my mother rejected me. And Pastor Jeff standing next to me, Paul, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us? But you see, Sid, it takes like almost a revelation of the Holy Spirit to show us it. And I prayed for him. I prayed for the healing of his broken heart. And I I, I kept in touch with him through Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff was telling me these amazing stories where God restored him to his mother. He had been estranged from her for decades. He was restored to his mother. The Veterans Administration took him off all the medicine. His mind was healed. His heart was healed. And unfortunately, Pastor Jeff passed away. And I I met Paul at Pastor Jeff's funeral. Uh, Sid, I could hardly recognize him. At this time, he was about 70. He looked like he was 40. In fact, I went up to him and I said, Paul? And he said, oh, yeah. And of course, he recognized me. And and we were shaking hands, and he said, thank you for praying for me. God did so much in my life. The problem was a broken heart. And it wasn't a violent act that did it, Sid. It was rejection. He remembered. He remembered it vividly going back to when he was 11 years old. And that broke his heart. And all of the prayers for 25 years didn't free him until his heart was healed. And and you know what is so amazing to me is the way we humans are made in such a fallen world, being so fallen uh, that uh, it doesn't take something so traumatic to shatter our heart. If you're a kid and you just get rejected by the other students at school, no big deal. But to a kid, it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, and and, there, and each one shatters your heart a little bit more. That's why Jesus said his ministry was first to take, take care of the brokenhearted. Um, tell me the connection, if you will. If someone has their heart healed, then the deliverance comes easy. Then the gifts or spirit start flowing. But they get wrong their understanding of Israel, of the Jewish people. What problem is that? Sid, it's an enormous problem. Um, God's prophetic word is out there for everybody to see, and there's blessings and curses dealing with the Jewish people. And if we are wrong uh, with handling what God's doing prophetically, with the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, the Bible talks about blessings and curses. And unfortunately today, um, and I'm talking about the United States, there are whole spiritual camps uh, developing, rejecting the modern state of Israel. And this is very serious, Sid. They are working day and night to pull people into their camp and to pull them out from the protection of the blessings of God's Word, and bring them into, I believe, a very ugly spirit that really resembles the spirit of Islam, Sid. What would you say to someone that came up to you, John, and said, yes, 
God had a covenant with the Jewish people in Israel, but were no longer under the law. So therefore, uh, Israel is no different. The Jewish people are no different than any other country or any other people group. What would you say to them? Well, I mean, Romans chapter 11 is crystal clear on that, where God has put the Jewish people aside temporarily to form his church, but he's not forsaken them. It's crystal clear. And then later on in Romans, it says about all Israel shall be saved. All Israel. Not, this is not the church. The context is Israel. All Israel will be saved. And that's what's going to happen at the second coming of Jesus Christ. God still has many things to fulfill for the Jewish people. He's going to set up a kingdom here on earth with Jerusalem being the capital. He's going to have a magnificent uh, temple. We call it a temple. He calls it his house. It will be set up in Jerusalem, and he's going to reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords for a thousand years. And that is his promises that he has made to the Jewish people that have never been revoked. And that'll be fulfilled at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, and you know where a lot of Christians make a mistake? When they take a biblical New Covenant term, such as no longer under the law, and they don't realize that that is referring to no longer under the law for righteousness. But are we going to toss out the Ten Commandments? Are we going to toss out all the end-time prophecies? Of course not. That was the last thing that Paul wanted people to understand. Well, you're absolutely correct. And the way I look at this is the Bible was very specific in great detail about the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, Sid? I mean, the time of his birth, the place of his Although it was very specific, few Jewish people even realized it. <laughs> well... Well, but the Bible is also specific about the Lord's second coming. And, uh, and, and the foundation of his second coming, when you look at the scriptures, is he's coming to Israel, a restored Israel. He's coming to Jerusalem, to the Jewish people who are going to recognize him as his Messiah. So when did the literal first coming, or when the first coming is literal, and when then did it switch that the second coming is uh, figurative? It's the same. It's the same. In fact, some of the prophecies are in the same verse. The Lord's first and second coming are in Zechariah nine, uh, nine and ten. Yeah, you know what? If if, if the, those Christians that have thrown out the Old Testament, I'm convinced, are going to miss key prophecies for His return. Uh, yes, and isn't it interesting where the Jewish people at the time of the Lord missed His first coming? for misunderstanding Scripture, and now people that name the name of the Lord are missing His second coming for this misunderstanding of Scriptures. The Lord's second coming can be right on top of them, and they can't see it because they, they do not believe in the literalness of the Word of God. Uh, you know, John, on yesterday's broadcast, I promised you would pray for people with a broken heart. But uh, our time has slipped away. I promise you, Mishbucha, on Friday's broadcast, I will have John pray for broken-hearted people. And that, as far as I'm concerned, everyone. And, and, and you told me in, in the Hebrew what that word means. It, it means shattered. Explain that again. Sid, picture you had 
a, uh, a glass bottle in your hand, and you, you not dropped it, but you threw it down forcefully on the ground, and wouldn't that glass jar shatter into hundreds of pieces and go all over the room? <laughs> For sure. It'd be nuts to do it, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> that is the picture in the he- well, the Hebrew and the Greek of what happens to the human heart when it's broken. It's not a little tear. It's a violent ripping with uh, shards and fragments. Uh, that's the picture in the spiritual realm of what happens to our heart. But, John, the thing that is so amazing to me is once people understand the teaching and you pray a supernatural prayer over them, it seems to me it should be much more complex to heal their heart than that. Is it that easy? Uh, well, the hard part about it is forgiveness. But isn't it the broken heart that's stopping people from forgiving? Yeah, well, it could be. And in that case, what I do with people is I ask for God's grace. We pray and we ask for God's supernatural grace in their life for forgiveness. And that work, that has worked every time. It's about time that the very first ministry that Jesus talks about of what he was supposed to accomplish is to heal the brokenhearted. And I happen to believe just about everyone listening to my voice right now have had their heart shattered. And my guest, John McTurnan, uh, explained that's what a broken heart is. In fact, uh, John explained to me uh, what a broken heart would look like in the invisible realm. Uh, again, it's a shattered. It's into splinters, a completely shattered Sid, where there is really no image of it left. And, and most people that have a broken heart, they don't even know it uh, because we humans, uh, we can adjust real easily. And so, therefore, uh, we, we make do rather than be free. I like freedom better. What about you? Well, Sid, uh, the Lord said in John eight thirty six, 36, um, if the Son therefore shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. And that verse I used to look at for years, and I'd say, well, the gospel, yeah, it sets you free, but I was looking for like that freedom from bondage. And then... Uh, Luke 4.18 fits it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. And once you tie in the healing of the brokenhearted to like the Son therefore shall set you free, you shall be free indeed, it all falls together. The, the all, many scriptures that are in the gospels to me that were kind of uh, loose end, when I tie them in to Luke 4.18, there it is. Uh, another one said, John 10.10, the Lord said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, before the Lord called me into this ministry, if you had asked me, well, what's the abundant life that John 10.10 is talking about, I would have told you, well, peace and joy, which is true, but that is the sort of the result, not not the cause. The cause is Luke 4.18. The, the gospel is preached. I have eternal life through through the gospel of Jesus Christ, and my heart is healed. Isn't that abundant life, Sid, to have eternal life, assurance of eternal life, and have your heart healed? And then to preach deliverance to the captives, there's the abundant life, recovering the sight to the blind. I'm no longer spiritually blind, but I can see things. And to set at liberty, to set them free, 
that are bruised. So that is the abundant life that the Lord came to give us. There are people that I believe that as you pray for them today, they're going to start walking in, in the abundance that God has for them. Uh, would, you, would you pray for those with broken hearts? And I have to tell you, I believe John's praying for everyone listening right now. Everyone. What, what I'd like to do is actually in two sections, because I was thinking about this since you mentioned it on the last show. Uh, what I would like to pray is that the Lord would reveal broken hearts to us. I, I, I needed it to be revealed. Now, some people know their heart is broken. But I had to, the Lord had to supernaturally reveal to me that I had a broken heart, and that was the cause of this inner lack of peace that I had, this inner something was wrong. So I'd like to pray first for that, Sid. Please. Father, we bring before you all the listeners here, and it says in your word that you came to heal the brokenhearted. But Lord, so many of us have have broken hearts, but we've covered it over. We've denied things. We have suppressed things. We have maybe taken Valium, Lord, or Prozac to try and soothe the pain of it. Father, I'm asking now for those that are listening that have broken hearts that you would reveal to them that if they have a broken heart, that they have it and the source of it, Lord, and that you would then begin to minister to them to heal that broken heart and free them from the bondages that comes from having a broken heart. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Amen. So that's very important that um, we know we have a broken heart. Uh, You know what? I have to say it's a no-brainer. I know everyone's heart has been shattered living as an imperfect being in an imperfect world. (laughs) What do you expect? Perfection? Yeah. (laughs) In my case, it it came from a divorce that I grew up with, and I didn't know any better. So I had— You thought that was normal to live that way? I thought it was normal. Okay, what's the second part of the prayer? Would you pray that? Yes. Father, we bring before you now those that know that they have a broken heart. And, Father, the, your remedy for that is forgiveness. Lord, sometimes they have to forgive. It's very painful, and it's, it, it's humanly impossible. So send your grace into that person's life to give forgiveness. Because on the cross, you said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And you, you gave the ultimate forgiveness on the cross which through your grace we can do also. And, Father, uh, sometimes we have to forgive ourselves. Um, you have forgiven us of all sin, and there are, there are sins, Lord, that we have committed that we find it hard to forgive ourselves. So, Father, for that heart to be healed, send to the people the knowledge that you forgive them, and for them not to hold sin against themselves that you have forgiven. And, Father, sometimes people uh, have grudges against you, and it's impossible for a broken heart to be healed and have a grudge against you. So, Father, may the, the person um, uh, repent of that and come to you and ask for forgiveness for a grudge against you. And then, Lord, once forgiveness is there, I ask in Jesus' name that those broken hearts, Lord, that have been literally shattered to pieces, I ask for the Holy Spirit, according to Isaiah 40, uh, 61, to bind that broken heart. 
in the name of Jesus, that the shattered hearts, that it's beyond human ability to heal it. There is nothing on this earth that can heal a broken heart that comes from you. That's your ministry in the spiritual realm, that you would heal these broken hearts, and that the Holy Spirit would wrap the cords of his power around that uh, broken heart, and his love would cement it back together, and that the heart would be healed, it would be made one, it would be made singular. And Lord, with that healed heart, those things that were associated with the broken heart, like fears and rejection and anger, Lord, and malice and addiction to sins, sometimes alcohol, Lord, and drugs are, are associated with sin, trying to heal a broken heart. Father, that all of this, people would have victory in their lives. And Father, I ask that as the heart is healed and all this stress comes off, Lord, the anger and the feeling of rejection, that your healing virtue would flow through them, Lord, and heart problems would be healed, digestive problems would be healed, autoimmune uh, diseases, Lord, would be healed as your healing virtue. Father, mental problems, people on uh, taking uh, antidepressant drugs, that, that would, they would no longer need those drugs as their heart is healed and you begin to, the, the healing begins to physically manifest in their bodies. And in Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Boy, the, the, the presence of God was so strong on this prayer. Uh, I believe so many wonderful things. Now, you, t- you, you just happened to mention autoimmune disease. Are many people healed of autoimmune disease uh, when you pray over them? I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see a pattern with people that reject themselves. And, you know, autoimmune, uh, autoimmune is a rejection. The body is rejecting itself. And, I, and this is just what I'm beginning to see, Sid. But I think that in the spiritual realm, as we reject ourselves, we have self-hatred, that the body then begins to reject itself. So I have been praying that, again, when people come to Abba, they see God as Abba, according to Romans 8.15, that then the body realigns itself, and it, as they no longer spiritually reject themselves, that the body then begins to heal from this. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're teaching on healing the broken heart and your supernatural prayers. Uh, They need the teaching, then they need the supernatural prayers, and then the tie-in with finally, for the first time, Christians can walk in the blessings of Abraham, but if they have their theology wrong, that's another blockage that hits them. It's like a double blockage. Uh, They need a whole, they probably need a heart transplant, let, let alone just the blockage, but you put this all together in the three DVDs we produced at the It's Supernatural Mentoring Center, and we're making the three DVDs plus the special study notes available for a gift of $40. We're calling these three DVDs Healing the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham. Uh, John, I just this is such vital teaching. I just wish we had the time uh, for people to... Uh, to hear this over the radio right now, uh, but it's essential. I mean, it's end time. There, you, there can be a blockage in your theology or a blockage because of a broken heart. But once these blockages are removed, everything we read in the Bible, 
It's ours. It's ours. And people aren't going to have to cry out to God, God, I believe your word is true, but it's just not working in my life. It's because of the blockages that the the river is not flowing. But once those blockages are removed, (laughs) devil, watch out. The end time army is getting ready for the end time move of God's spirit. Again, we're making these three special DVDs available, Healing the Broken Heart and Walking Under the Blessings of Abraham for a gift of $40. Shabbat broadcast. The Lord, he's already blessed you. The Lord, he's already smiled upon you. The Lord, he's already surrounded you with his favor. The Lord, he's already gifted you. The Lord has already given you his shalom, his completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body, in the name that is above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach Sikenu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime, 1-800-447-2697. For all other calls, the number is 704-943-6500. That's 704-943-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.